0: welcome to dudes with beards podcast episode 44 i am matt and joining me are my co-host joe howdy y'all and darren uh yeehaw (laughs) the video version can be found on facebook and youtube the audio version can be found on all major podcasting platforms please visit dwbshow.com for all the links On this show, we will be discussing a new tidal turbine that generates as much power as 12 solar panels. Neuralink is still on track for human trials by the end of 2022, this year. Chevrolet confirms an electric Corvette is coming. Drexel lithium sulfur batteries, an accidental discovery that could change the world. And Theon sulfur crystal batteries promise breakthrough in energy density. Lots of uh, news around
1: sulfur-type mm-hmm. batteries coming. Like, for whatever reason, I think because, you know, I was Googling those and reading those. When I was, went back to, like, look at something on YouTube last night, I got a suggestion for this guy that it was a year-old video talking about the sulfur-based batteries. Like, there was nothing out yet, and he didn't mention e- either of these two companies. Yeah,
2: because, uh, you know how facebook is it just starts suggesting stuff and i had <laughs> i had like four or five different news articles one mm-hmm. was a year old and and a couple of oh, yeah. newer ones yeah. i posted a couple of the slack but yeah it's just like it's always comes in waves it's like oh we never heard about this and then all of a sudden it's like oh there's
1: six different yeah. companies that are, I doing are hearing it. all of it um well you got pbr Yep. i just finished uh a- a Voodoo Ranger uh, Hazy IPA. And then we got a couple of our um, – so we have a subscription service through Beardrop.com. We do beer reviews. We don't always use their beers, but we mostly have done their beers. We do local stuff too. But uh, this one, they just changed the subscription model. So before, when you would subscribe, you would get two of each beer. So we would get ten beers, two of each, so five different beers. And that's what usually what we would do on the review. Well, now right. they change the model. Um, you get still get ten beers, but they're all different. You don't get two of this of them anymore. So, and they're all like either but you pints can change or, them out, couldn't you? You can, yeah. But I couldn't change the quantity of the subscription. Like I couldn't say I just want one of those. It was always two. Now you can do everything single.
2: Oh, Okay, I could okay. add.
1: I could add two if I wanted for something. But before you, you got two of everything, no matter what. Hmm. So, this was one of the of April's. So, today is April 29th, Friday, April 29th. So, I got these a couple weeks ago. This one is from Wiley Roots Brewing Company. It's called Zodiac Aquarius, and it is a sour ale brewed with oranges, cinnamon, and clover.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, that's going to be an interesting combo. Probably hard to see that silver, um,
0: on the camera with the lights, but oranges. Oh yeah, cinnamon,
1: hoot, and it, clover. Wild roots. Yep.
2: So it's got a three point seven two average.
0: How many check-ins?
2: Uh, one hundred and six.
1: Hmm. Huh. It must be a newer beer then. So
2: it's a newer beer, probably. Interesting. Yeah, 120
1: total. We've had a bunch of their stuff from Beardrop. Uh, we get their stuff quite often. since they're I'd in, say that name
0: they're in Colorado, does right? Does sound familiar.
1: They're in Colorado, right? Denver, not Denver, but uh, I know we've looked at it. Before. Uh, Greenly, Greenly, Greenly smells sour.
0: Does <laughs> it <laughs> smell orangey? I,
1: I smell the cinnamon. Smell the cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting
0: cinnamon
1: nose. Smells like the holidays. It does, <laughs> and it's sour. It's that's not bad. That is that would be a perfect holiday sour. <laughs> that would go good with some uh, some sweets. It's not bad. Like a, I could eat a gingerbread cookie with that. It does taste like a gingerbread cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're interested in craft beer, check out our beer review uh, episodes. We'll be doing episode 11 uh, after this, which will be posted in the next couple of weeks. So check that out. 11,
2: actually 12.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shh, don't know, buddy. Um, you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have we been up to the last? Two weeks, three weeks. Two, two weeks two. and two. time been two. I know what we've been up to. Well, the last weekend, we went to Louisville, Kentucky and seen. The
2: weekend before last.
1: Was it? Yeah, yeah. it was because we went the Saturday. So it's two weeks ago now. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. weeks ago tomorrow, we went to Louisville, Kentucky and saw Elton John uh, in his farewell tour.
2: That was magical.
1: It was amazing. I'm still waiting for your, your edited video so I can uh, check that out.
2: It It, it has failed. Every time I've tried to transfer it from my phone to my PC. Too big? I I guess so. So I'm just going to airdrop it to my Mac and then put it Mm -hmm. on my cloud. and then Because right now my phone screams at me that says, your cloud storage is full. I'm like, yeah, because I have five videos on there that was almost 100 gigs. (laughs)
1: Because you were shooting in, oh my God. I was shooting in 4K
2: (laughs) ProRes. So like one seven minute videos, almost like 35 gigs.
1: You got a terabyte on your phone. though.
2: Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: How much cloud storage you have? 200? 200. But, uh, yeah, that was awesome. First time I've been, that I've stayed in downtown Louisville. I mean, I've been there like for trips, but yeah, not that, extended.
2: That, uh, that hotel was pretty, yeah, we pretty stayed at the,
1: there. the Moxie, which is like a it's like a boutique hotel, I guess. I don't, I don't know what you really call it. It's but a millennial it's, hotel. Yeah, <laughs> that's was. what we were talking about. Yeah, it was pretty cool though. Not in a bad way. It was millennial in a good way. Um, not, not, not to knock, not, not trying to knock millennials in any yeah, way because it was actually really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but it's owned by Marriott. It's Marriott property. Um, it was one block from the KFC Yum Center, which is where the concert was. We were super close, and on that same block we had. Three or four bars, a couple of restaurants, another hotel, and most importantly, Old Forester yes. was there. So we got to do a, a private tasting that we lucked into at, at like the right, exactly the right yeah, time. Yeah, that that was <laughs>
2: that was magic right there because that was, you know, you walk in, they're like, oh, Laura, all the all the tours are, tours are booked done, for the day, but we have this. Yeah, and it and was like, like, well, let's do. It was it. like, well, what bourbons? <laughs> and well, i just, you're in
0: Old Forester, so it's gonna be Old Forester, sir. <laughs>
2: but. But as soon as she said uh, a 2019 birthday bourbon, I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm paying. Yeah, 2019 <laughs> and
1: 2021 birthday. Yes. Oh, the, and what was the, the ni- last one? The
2: 1910 was the single. Yeah. Was a single barrel, and then they had the 150th anniversary uh, was our fourth one. It was, was okay. hot. Oh, it yeah? It was
0: delicious. Oh, but it was real hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was it, – I finished We started it. with the
1: 1910, then we did the 2019 birthday, 2021 birthday, and then the- – And then the last one, and it it was
2: a 129.5, I think it was. The last one? The last one. Yeah. And I'm on an empty stomach.
0: Oh. Yeah,
2: we hadn't eaten yet. We hadn't eaten yet. (laughs) We had breakfast. We had breakfast. That was
1: like two, three hours. Yeah.
2: So, you know, it's kind of empty stomach. Need to to get a little something, something. And, you know, I'm finishing all these pours, and then I finished Elizabeth's and then, some,
1: then we then we were drinking some of April's because she didn't drink all of hers either. Oh, <laughs> my ears! Good. My ears were on fire. <laughs> oh, I, I was bet. like,
2: I was like, I mean, I. It takes a lot for me, but in that forty-five minutes, we had, yeah, you know, almost high
1: proof, some high proof
2: six stuff. ounces of of oh, yeah high proof and and I was feeling pretty
1: good. And they called it the platform tasting. Is that yeah, it was said? the platform tasting. There's just like this platform in the middle of all the barrels that are stacked up. Yeah, and then there's the like there's like a catwalk on a on another level. There's one right behind us. There's one up and and there's the their tours are going by the whole time, and like people are saying hi. The tour guard are saying hi to him and everything. It was really cool, like just seeing all those barrels. Stacked uh, so
2: so yeah, there's 850 barrels in there that they have not pulled anything out and of. And they yet. said they're what
1: they're going to go up to 15 before they actually start yes. having to rotate and pull anything. That's what they can hold.
2: So so that that. Where where we did the tasting at is a actual.
1: It's their like retail location, I guess. Yeah, but it's it.
2: but it's a science experiment.
1: Yeah, but they bottle there. Yeah, because that is everything.
2: that is their only, Rick house that is climate controlled. Yeah. So they don't even know what's.
1: Well, yeah, they don't know what's, what's going to happen, happen.
2: happen. I when mean, they, of course, you know, <laughs> heat rises, so the ones up at the top are going to have that more ex- expansion and and.
0: Yeah, but not as much as in a rickhouse. house. Right. Yeah. I mean, because you're you're talking so, maybe fifteen degrees fluctuation,
2: yeah. not you know a hundred yeah. degrees up and then go down to thirties in in the winter and yeah. So
0: did did they keep it at like a condition 74 seventy four or 70. It,
2: it was seventy in there 70? seventy? It was perfect, dude. I, think they said I mean, it was just mm. absolutely perfect inside there. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I, I, hopefully I – w- I wish we would have done the, the – because he said the tours take like 90 minutes. Yeah. And this was only like a 45-minute thing. But he did take us back out by the bottling line. They were actually bottling. Um, it was really cool. Yeah. Wow. Super cool place.
0: Bottling on a Saturday. Yeah.
1: Man. Yeah. And they, cl- they closed – I mean, all of those distilleries closed at like 5. Five. Because the, the people – it's a working location, so they that's when they get done. It's not a 24-7 thing. Even like
2: we were going to go to Rabbit Hole, they were closed. and and by the time we ate and would have got over there, we would have yeah. had like 10 minutes. It was just not
1: worth it. And we walked, what, a, like eight or nine blocks down to Against the Grain, yeah. and Angel's Envy was right across the street, but yeah. closed Close. already. So, I mean, we only stayed the one night. If we if we had stayed like the weekend, we could well, definitely have something. no, get we
2: wouldn't, no, because it was, it was Easter weekend, and all uh, the other right. ones were, were closed. that's right, they were all closed on
1: Sunday, but... We like we should have went on. We should have went on Thursday night. Right. That way we could have done all the breweries and stuff on Friday. And, yeah, but
2: how tired would we have been by yeah. then?
1: <laughs> it was cool nonetheless. Like yes, for for a day trip. And we got there what one thirty ish. Yeah. Checked into the hotel. Luckily, went straight to right old around f- the corner. Straight to Old Forester. Yeah, because we kind of walked. We around. walked in Old
2: sto- Old Forester at one forty eight. And the huh. in the
1: tour was at two two fifteen.
2: So it was uh it was one of those things it was like they were yeah. like
1: all of our tours are booked for the rest of the day because they were closing at five
2: and they only had four spots left
1: yeah. so it was like perfect yep and they because they only <laughs> did eight people and they were like well we got four spots left so it's pretty cool nice um yeah definitely a cool trip um what about you Matt even in the last two weeks got a new pressure washer not yet did you order it or did you no, already I, get it I drove to Lowe's and oh you got, got it. To Lowe's yeah.
2: Got a new hose. It's not exciting. Hose and quick fun. quick release. It's
0: fun, but it's not exciting.
2: What? How's that not exciting? Hey, man. It's a new tool. Tools are exciting. Yeah. It's a it's a it's another weapon in your arsenal <laughs> for <laughs> detailing.
1: Did you did you get it? You got it today? Yeah. Eight. Did you get it right after work or something? I just... didn't. I didn't go to work today. Oh, what? Playing hooky? No,
0: nah. yeah. took the day off.
1: Oh, There's nothing wrong with that.
0: You got all go oh. my work taken care car of no, it's going to rain tomorrow. I didn't want to hear him be like, no, you know it's going to rain tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Mine's so dirty. I still haven't washed it. All the bugs that are plastered on it from driving down there back. Did did you ever tell him what happened in the parking garage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I drove my Model 3 down there, and I haven't done a road trip yet. I went to Columbus, which is an hour and a half-ish each way from where I live, but Louisville was like two hours. Um. So we drove down, no problems. We were at like, I don't know, 38% battery. And I, you know, but Sentry was on all night. So that dropped like 8%. It took for leaving Sentry on. And we were just randomly looking at Sentry mode when we were getting ready to leave. And about 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m., we see this guy walk by. And I guess he was so close to the car, whenever the Sentry mode starts recording, it flashes the lights i don't know if it honks or i think it just flashes the lights but
0: mm-hmm.
1: he must have thought that it was got unlocked or something because then you see him come up on the side and he had gloves on and a hoodie you couldn't see his face Yeah, had, had a face mask yeah so you just see him come up the side and you just see him reach over and just and he knew how to use the handle like it wasn't a fumble thing it was very like one fluid motion Oh, nope, it's locked and then he moved on to the next car so it's like he was just thought maybe it had been unlocked and he was going to try to go through it and get something because he was obviously going through. it must've been with that whole garage. And the weird thing was there was cameras everywhere in that garage too. So hmm. maybe nobody, I mean, there wasn't an attendant because it right. was a weekend. So it was weird. I was like, that's kind of scary. Cause my radar detector, I just got my radar detector the week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. And I bought that mirror mount for it and it was still mounted, but, you can't see it when it's dark because it's off. You could see the wire hanging down maybe, but I don't even think he saw that. I think he was just going to see what was in there, but mm. crazy. People. Jeez. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, I don't really been doing nothing. Just kind of busted my ankle up last weekend doing yard work with a, with a pickaxe, but, you know, that's not exciting for anybody. Nope. Um. Yeah, so anything else going on? No.
2: no. I mean, no. my son turned six
1: tomorrow, or he, he well, his birthday, his party's tomorrow, but yeah, last Saturday. That was, uh, yeah, you guys he had cake and stuff, didn't yep. you? Yep. Yeah. Can you, like, it's hard to, like, my kids are in their 20s, so, but yeah. it's like, goes by so fast. I you know. know. I mean, it's,
2: it, just, it's still, it still feels like I just brought him home from the hospital. It's crazy
1: how fast it goes by. But it's, it's just,
2: I'll have to, I'll have to show you the picture sequence of him realizing that he got his hoverboard.
1: So, so what is, what, what is this?
2: It's just one of those.
1: Is it like air powered? Thing? No,
2: it's electric. It's just, it's two wheels and you just balance on it.
1: Oh, okay. Two wheels.
2: Yeah. So there's a wheel on each side and then, you know, you push forward. It's just like a little, it's stick. one of those split deals. Right. Oh, Okay.
1: I thought, like, you say hoverboard, I think back well, to the Well, that's what
2: they're, I know, but that's what they're called.
1: <laughs> I think the pink hoverboard from oh Back to the Future. Oh, I, I wish. I mean, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. So. I wish. Or maybe I thought you got him like a, a like a, a knockoff one wheel or something. No,
2: but I, I would love to have a one wheel. Those things are expensive. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, they're like 1,700 bucks.
1: Yeah, they're not cheap. First up from InterestingEngineering.com, Mr. Darren uh, shared this. A new tidal turbine generates as much power as 12 solar panels. So I
2: I wanted to put this in here just because it's funny (laughs) that 200 years ago, that's what you used Mm -hmm. is a turbine basically – to power your sawmills mm. to build, yeah the big your, wood the big, yeah. wood, just yeah, no the big, big wood turbines to do, the, to, do the, to do
0: the grinding mills the grinding mills everything mill. yeah, yeah. grain processing and blue. and
2: here we are 200 years later <laughs> reverting back to oh we can generate power which we already knew we could and they always say history repeats itself so yeah new new technology
1: so I, are those two different
2: ones I, or the the article really never said. Yeah, that's what I was kind of what it looked about. like,
1: or because I think they were talking about they have different. They mentioned a different model for shallow depths, so well, maybe the one that that's vertical is for like normal installations, and then this one because it's it's on its side, right. and then you got the legs. Maybe it's meant for shallower water. Well, back,
2: I don't know, five or six years ago, they're they were in this backpacking magazine. Was this little round tube that was about this yeah, long? A little portable one, and and it had a waterproof wa- uh, wire that you could bring up onto the bank, and you could put it in any stream that had a little bit, and you could charge your cell phone off of it,
1: or like run a little flashlight,
2: or or, or, or land charge charge or up a little battery mm-hmm. with it. So, I mean, it's just cool. on a bigger scale, and yeah, it's know, hard
1: to tell the scale in that picture. But yeah, but
2: but water's always flowing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, you can find water moving anywhere. Even if they build, like, down in Middletown, they have that... I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically where the river stops and drops off. Yeah. What is it continue- even for?
1: I, is it just because there's an elevation change I, I there? Don't, or? I don't
2: really know, but...
1: Because it doesn't... There's no dam. It's but, not a dam or anything. But Good.
2: if you think about how much power is being lost right there with currents... Yeah. I mean, you could line that all the way up across there and, Definitely. and generate power, but... I don't know how much this stuff costs. I mean, is it really economical? I mean, what's your, your ROI on it?
1: Yeah, like what is this compared to? I'm assuming it's either comparable or cheaper to actually buying 12 solar panels. Yeah. It didn't really yeah. say that.
2: Yeah, but what's nice about this is this will power 24-7. Right, where whereas solar, solar panels, you need the batteries. And, and it has to be the right yeah. day. You know, you might generate, I mean... Water's always running, especially yeah. in, like, a, a creek or a river. Yeah, I so. should have went
1: out to their site, and I didn't. So the company is – it's a Canadian company called um, IDENERGY. Yeah. Uh, so this is their hydrokinetic turbine that harnesses power from flowing water and converts it to electricity. Um, and, you know, of course, it goes into with everybody looking to switch away from fossil fuels more to renewable Um you know, this is a, an alternative to solar panels. So it says, while solar panels and wind turbines have been put to task in most use cases, both systems have limitations when it comes to power generation because you got to have wind and daylight mm-hmm. to to get power out of those. Where, like you said, a turbine placed in water flow can generate power continuously, whether day or night. And more importantly, it's usually continuous. There's very little deviation.
2: But I also wonder what the... Uh, life is on the bearings or True, yeah. or or the windings that they're or they use magnets I mean they really didn't go much into no. the the design of the turbine in this article but it was it was still you know cool enough and that it was like well we'll have to look this up a little bit more but I mean anything for renewable energy I mean it's It's great, Mm -hmm. especially. I mean, because there's probably not much that goes into that.
1: The biggest thing is so they've got a solar converter, and then they've got. Here, let's go to the turbines. get some more information. Well, that that's the the even different looking from what we just seen. What did you say, Matt? I was going to say, talking about what goes into this,
0: you got to have some kind of inverter. Don't you? Like yeah. Once the once the power's coming out of the turbine, DC, you have to be able it, to... Or,
2: but unless it just, just comes straight out as a 12-volt a and you're just using mm. a 12-volt system. But, yes, yeah, so there probably has to be some
0: sort of converter, but... See, what I'm wondering is, you buy this, are you permanently mounting it in the stream near your house? Right. Or does... This anchor in such a way where you could temporarily put it in place, yeah, I don't know, and then use the energy, like say you're going on a, a trip and some odd reason you have room to pack this up on your trailer or something, and yeah, you're like you're camping or something, yeah, like,
1: yeah, that's that's how? what it's hard to gauge the size of it, so we'll, we'll go to their website see if we can dig up more, but it says the, you know, traditionally tidal turbines have been associated with the, with disrupting the habitats for the aquatic animals and the vegetation systems. However, this design paid special attention um, and picked the Darius type rotor that does not harm the ecosystem and is made from aluminum, which can be recycled. Um, It's shipped, disassembled, uh, so that it minimizes the transportation requirements and we put together by following seven simple steps listed on the company's website. I'm sure you get. Sure. Instructions to io um, so. The turbine design also includes a shaftless motor that prevents water from entering the generator, thereby reducing maintenance uh, required as well. Um, at its maximum, um, one of these turbines can produce 12 kilowatt hours of power a day and is connected to the battery grid that gets charged continuously. Um, even at a reduced power generation capacity, a turbine can produce enough power to keep common devices in a household. Such as a refrigerator, TV, computer, and lighting. I'm assuming powered because the sentence yeah. just ends. <laughs> um, according to the company, the uh, single turbine can produce the power can produce pa- enough power uh, that's equivalent to twelve solar panels. I mean, that depends on the wattage of the solar right. panels too, I guess. But the more important well, thing is it can work. I mean, most, all the time.
2: Most panels now are the at the 320
1: range. 420 man for Tesla. Um, and it says it can be, uh, customized to suit the specific conditions. So like it can fit the the body of water, uh, you know, that way, if it's shallow depths and areas where the flow rate is less than one meter a second, it can be customized. Hmm. That's pretty cool. So bounce out to their site. Um, so it looks like they've got some different products listed here. Solar technology, so it looks like they make panels and converters as well. The river turbine, uh, and they got a full system builder. Design a full system within five minutes. Let's do it. That's pretty cool. Let's go to the turbine real quick. So, you know, that looks like it's a dual almost. But I just I want a size comparison. That's what we're not saying. I know. So, okay, there we go. There we go. So a couple guys. Yeah, so it looks like probably about six feet. So maybe that other piece we were seeing is just because it wasn't together or something Maybe. Like that. Okay. That makes a little more sense there. Um, there it is in a stream.
0: There's
2: a
1: there we size.
0: Go. So I wonder what the specifics are is of can produce up to 12 kilo, like, yeah, well, I wonder what like the certain owner, flow. Yeah, like how many or, meters a second yeah. does it
1: take to get the twelve kilowatt hours? And that's and that's one that's one turbine. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to know what these cost. Does it float? Looks like it's floating. Because what I'm thinking is um, your buddy that owns the cabin. Oh yeah, put it right they got, there. They to... got the yeah. the creek right yeah, there. Does. I does. Mean, power
1: cool. power
0: mm-hmm. all day long.
1: Like, just, I mean, in another 10 years, this is stuff's going to be so small and compact that, like you said, I mean, you'll be able to throw it in wherever and charge up while you're camping and stuff, especially, like, if it connects to some kind of battery storage, too. Yeah, Pretty cool. Yeah, I like to see it in action, like, get a better understanding of. You know, seeing yeah. the visual representation. Yeah, I didn't. It.
2: I didn't go out and see if there was any like YouTube videos or anything. What so they it? have
1: some like there's a uh, the brochure. Uh, look at probably PDF version. Yeah, maybe it's just a PDF version of this site. Yeah, it's got some more diagrams and stuff. Oh, uh, looks so you can network them together. Yeah, home appliances. Huh. I guess it's some kind of battery storage. Talks about yeah. Here's, so here's some more specs. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, we'll link out to their site as well.
2: Available in 2015.
1: It's been around for a while.
2: Yeah. When was this uh, article?
1: It was I thought recent. it was pretty recent. It yeah. was, yeah. yeah. It was recent. It wasn't old. Um, but, I mean, because it was from Interesting Engineering, maybe they published it yeah. April 25th, so it's four days ago. And it says maybe this is just a new version of something they've already been working on for oh, yeah. a few years. Yeah, That's pretty cool. Next up from teslarati.com. So Neuralink is still on track for first human trials by the end of 2022. I think they originally said they were targeting last year to do human trials, but mm-hmm. you know with everything else going on, it kind of got pushed back. But uh, Elon has done some interviews, and he's tweeted, and he just did a TED Talk, and a lot of the things that he's talking about They've asked him about Neuralink, and so a lot of this information is coming from from those updates. Yeah, but I, I the, still um, need to
2: watch that TED talk.
1: Yeah, I was just so I linked a second one to that because um, he did one YouTube interview where they're at Giga Texas because you can see it in the background, but then he actually went to the TED conference like a week ish later, and they did like an audience panel interview where they talked about some different stuff. So I linked that one in that same thread. So I was telling him it's only on Ted.com. It's not on YouTube. Oh, okay. But they're both pretty good. Like he said, he listened to the first one and then I was talking about them because he talked more about neural link and stuff in that second interview. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, it's fascinating just to, just
2: to think about the benefits that people can get out of that. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, if you can stop Parkinson's, I mean, or you can stop dementia, or you know, make make a somebody that people had a
1: stroke, or yeah, something. or
2: or or make quadriplegics walk again. Yeah, I mean, just the it's scary.
1: <laughs> but it's cool to. But time. it's cool at the same time. It's <laughs> like,
2: oh, are we are we starting to do? Robot that's going to start self learning in your head and then take over your body. And yeah, I mean,
1: who knows? <laughs> well, it said so last or, February, or we're going to be
2: like the Matrix, it's like
1: just jacking us in, just
2: jack me in and download. I know kung fu,
1: <laughs> I know the steak isn't real, but I don't care, <laughs> or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in February of last year, Musk shared that they were working hard to make the implant safe. He also said that they were working closely with the FDA to start human trials later that year, which was 2021. However, that didn't happen. But earlier this year in 2022, they opened jobs for a clinical trial director and clinical trial coordinator, which suggests that the company is closer to testing its devices on humans.
2: Yeah. So they had it in the pig. Right, yep. And then I don't know if they've done... Any other animal other than that pig?
1: I don't think so. Um, they didn't really say in here. this wasn't a ton of information. I don't know, but, but that, uh, that
2: video was freaking just mind-blowing of how that that robot works. I mean, it's yeah, just...
1: Yeah, and I'll, I'll show a clip of that video here in a second. But I thought, and this is something I have never heard before regarding Neuralink, is that... Um, Musk said something about that this could be used to address morbid obesity. And he said that, um, so during that TED interview that I was telling you about with Chris Anderson, he told him that you know they would focus on solving brain and spinal injuries within the next decade. And he says, we're working hard on bridging broken links between brain and body, neural links in motor and sensory cortex, writing past weak broken links in neck, spine, to neural links in spinal cord should theoretically be able to restore full body functionality. And he said he also said that it could address health conditions like morbid obesity in the long run. Um, Professor Andrew Jackson from Newcastle University, and he was an expert in neural interfaces, noted that this claim is probable uh, specifically because implants are less invasive than other morbid obesity, obesity treatments. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it's, they didn't really say specifically how it would do that. Yeah, like maybe I, it would turn off, like the hunger receptor. They, maybe like trick you into thinking you don't you're not hungry or need food or yeah, but, I don't know.
2: But just uh, starving yourself is not a, a good way to lose weight. But, no, <laughs> but if you could or reduce if, your appetite in some way, well, or if it it kicked in the right endorphins is to make your body burn excess fat. I mean, I mean the the possibilities are, are endless yeah. on it. But I, I just. I just thought it was fascinating. On you know, once they actually showed how big the the, yeah, it's the leads are. Yeah, they said I mean, what 0.8 microns or something. It's it's just um, so tiny.
1: And that's why they need the robot to install them because they said when they would try, they would they kept breaking them.
2: Yeah, because he said you can't even like grab even tweezers or grab them with tweezers because yeah. they're so fine. And that's even mm-hmm.
1: with having like video help from. Uh, you know the surgery or whatever yeah so it's so musk um, musk said that the main focus is uh, to reach their current goals he noted that the electronics mechanical software engineering it's a electronics mechanical and software engineering problem with the implant um, and he compared the problem with the, com- the complexity of a smartwatch which he admitted is not easy uh, he invited anyone who has experience in engineering and manufacturing smartwatches or phones to join to join Neuralink because their skills are directly applicable. So I wonder if he's talking about like you know with the uh, being able to read your heart rate and do and the uh, oxygen, uh, the O2, and then the uh, what's the uh, the uh, the electrocardiogram yeah. and you know I guess it's I guess I didn't know I didn't think that was that similar, but, but I guess so.
2: Is it going to be one of those things that <laughs> that it gets to the point where they they fix the w- where you can walk again, and then you forget to charge it, and then you just <laughs> fall down because it dies. As I say, does it have I mean, a
1: battery? Or is it just powered from your I'm, body's electricity? I'm pretty
2: sure something I saw said that you just—it's basically like a, a MagSafe like a, like a, charger on it.
1: Like you, like okay, but so that, that
2: they—I mean—that might change. I mean,
0: yeah, but. Ooh, Don't. It could go to that um, using Wi-Fi to
1: charge. Yeah, oh, the low Low-power yeah, wifi. Low yeah. Wi-Fi. I
2: forgot about that. Wireless charging.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I guess it's wireless charging. But yeah, it was from the Wi-Fi, or, yeah, 5G yeah. signals. It's, uh, and he, so uh, he also said that um, they're in the midst of developing a surgical robot, which is essential to linking the implant with the brain. Musk noted that the robot is comparable to a state-of-the-art computer numerical machine cnc machine um and according to a 2021 video which is the one linked here the company's brain implant consists of a puck containing the secret sauce active electronics and flexible electrodes that are around 50 microns wide what did i say 0.8 microns or 0.5 microns thick that's what i was or five microns thick and 20 millimeters long the electrodes attached to the puck were often referred to as threads in the video or compared to hair strands because they are very fragile. Though, those tiny little flexible hairs are too small for a human to handle, even with something like twiz- tweezers. And that's where the robot comes in, stated Jamie, a neural link electrical engineer. So, yeah, so this is the – you get the sound off.
2: Yeah. That video was – if if you don't yeah, even so, read yeah, this go, article, just, just watch, watch this, this video. Yeah, it's like,
1: what, yeah, two and a half minutes. But here's the robot – like the robot is the most important piece because they were talking about the goal is you walk in, like they put you under, you do the surgery, and, and then two hours later you, you walk you out. Walk out, or maybe you don't walk in. That's the whole thing. Is yeah. like you might come in on a wheelchair or something. But I would think there would be a little bit of rehabilitation. And well, yeah, because well,
2: for for something like that, because you would have muscle you have atrophy. Kinda re, and, yeah,
1: you got to kind of retrain your. But what also you know. Memory.
2: There's there's three of those robots right there just in that one shot. You know, how many of these do they have that are actually almost Mm. finished?
1: Yeah, and I think he holds it up too is like tiny. They showed the pig there in the very beginning too. Mm. Yeah. I loved her shirt. Were they saying
0: something in that TED Talk interview, Joe, that the processor that they're using or the bandwidth? Of Neuralink, isn't high enough
1: yet. I think originally, like there, yeah, we had the the science had to catch up.
0: So,
2: what about that yeah, the technology? What had about to catch up that really? wafer that I, I, I don't know. yeah, I that, don't know. that diamond wafer that I, that said it could that hold that what? One, yeah. uh, what was uh, a
1: hundred? How many DVDs? Hundred million? No, something crazy. Blu-rays. 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 Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like I just.
2: Yeah, and this I, was this
1: was what from 2021. 20, no, I thought they said this video was from. This
2: video was from 2021, I thought.
1: Yeah, 2021 video. Yeah. So see yeah, I so just it's, this it's mapping out where the uh the electrodes need to go. I wonder how it gets them there. Like what does it have needle. something like can go in and grab yeah, them and like it, put them in yeah, place. Yeah, it
2: showed, it showed like a little needle thing that would go in and Cuz it's place only one it. incision,
1: right? Right. Yeah, that, that shirt's awesome. <laughs> yeah, go. I mean, go check it out with the with the audio. It makes much more sense. There's a lot of good information in there, but it's it's super cool technology. I think uh, it's exciting to see like what like five or six years that they've been working on it and how yeah. far they've come already. And I mean, if they do human trials this year, we could see people with this, you know, like commonplace in a couple of years. Maybe, yeah, potentially
2: it'd be fascinating yeah. to see where this goes in the next five to ten years.
0: So yeah. I wonder what they were
1: just practicing on. Uh, yeah, did, cadaver I, or something, maybe. maybe, or some kind of animal. Or
2: something. Yeah, do a cadaver, and then they could do a MRI or whatever, and see where it was placed. And mm. uh, did did they talk about in that art or in that video? I can't remember where they could do a a brain scan and see where. There where was, to put? Where to put the? There was dull like, places and where, then they, where could, they could actually yeah, they put did. it to fix that. Yeah, they did that. say
1: something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. Go check out the video; it's got a lot of cool information in it.
2: Hmm. Um, CNET.com. Corvette is coming, and it will be all electric and all wheel drive. Maybe.
1: well oh, what Corvette's
2: coming? Da, 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 the Chevrolet Corvette. If you don't know what a Corvette is, then
1: you just said a Corvette's coming. Yeah, all electric. Then you said electric. Yeah, like, I'm just messing with you. Um, but, but yeah,
2: I, I put this in here. It actually popped up, like, when I was trying to find another article to uh, put into the show, and I was like, well, this is about perfect because electrics are coming out of the woodwork, and now you're seeing all these, you know, higher-end cars that have always been, let's burn dinosaurs to yeah. create power, but... What I really liked in this is the the little snippet video where they had a hybrid one that they already you know it's out there, but yeah, and you they're could, testing you it. You could
1: hear the uh, both the the electric motors and the engine.
2: Yeah, but you saw. But which then one you saw the the
1: front tires take that grip, and then like so, it's yeah, it look pretty cool.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you know, see the the Corvette is a staple in the hot rod world ever since it came out.
1: Yeah, especially the newer version, man. Yeah, because
2: so. that mid-engine, I mean, they look so nasty. I mean, for the price, I mean, it's a supercar for $120,000. What?
1: The CA? They're that expensive? Oh, yeah. If you get, oh, my like, God. If you, if
2: you get one of the loaded ones, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea they were that much money. Yeah, yeah they are. Whoa. Well, Look at a regular pickup truck. You're talking 75000 <laughs> so what's another little bit for a Corvette? And they look so nasty, too.
0: That. Another little really bit. $50,000 is another little bit to you? Well,
2: if you're spending that much already, I mean, most people could buy a house for what that car costs.
0: Not in this market.
2: Okay. Most people could buy a crack house for...
1: <laughs> so it says the Corvette is... I wonder, wonder why it said nearly synonymous with V8 power. I mean, I think it's pretty synonymous. Well, if, they, they had a V6. Yeah, but they've they've always had V8s too, right? Well, yeah. Well, it says, well, I guess maybe that's what they mean, is they, it's not always been a V8. Um, defining the iconic sound of the Chevrolet race cars heard roaring around tracks from Lime Rock to Le Mans since the 60s. Now, hot on the heels of the mid-engine C8, Corvette's biggest rethink in history, its powertrain is about to see its own reboot. So on Monday, this was published on the 25th, so that would have been this past Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, They confirmed that an electrified Corvette is coming, keyword meaning electrified, with a fully electric version to follow. So they're probably going to have a plug-in hybrid type that'll have the... Uh, it looks like from the video, electric, an electric motor or two in the front, and then of course they're still having the the regular V eight or something similar in the rear or the mid region, yeah. however they place it. But um, I don't know from from their new pickup trucks, those little three point
2: two uh, twin turbo man, those yeah. things they they have some power to them. Yeah.
1: Because it, cause it and they didn't give any, they didn't give much detail. There is like a little teaser video. We'll show that, but it says that we don't know if this is a plug-in hybrid, or if it's a, just a strictly hybrid that you don't plug in. They didn't really get into any of that. I would assume it would be a, some kind of plug-in hybrid, or you're yeah, not going to get I very agree. much range out of the battery, um, the electric part of it. So, well, what's the sounds too off?
2: Yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple cars out there right now that you can run. All electric. Yeah, or- and this is
1: only twenty six seconds long. Yeah, yeah. So you should get, you get. It looks like they're on some. is it the salt, salt salt flats, the salt flats. Yeah. Salt flats. So you see the the front wheels kick up and then and the back ones take off and. I mean, it looks similar to the C eight.
2: You know, it would be it would be pretty awesome. Somebody and that's it. Just <laughs> hand you hand <laughs> you the keys and say, "Here, test this out." Yeah, and you don't have to worry about screwing it up. You know, I wouldn't go right out and, you know, buy a brand new truck and then just do smoky burnouts in it, you know what I mean? But if somebody just gave you keys and said, here,
1: tear it up, okay.
0: Find the flaws. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, wouldn't that be awesome to do? It says, looking closely, you can see that the thing is spinning all four wheels and the eagle-eyed among us, which is not me, (laughs) will have you noted that it's the front wheels that spin first. If I had to guess, this means we'll see any... Electric motors driving the front wheels and a rear-powered V uh, by the V8, much like the Acura NSX, the newest one, right? Which is an yeah. amazing car. Yeah. yeah. And that should make for an incredibly powerful setup and one that's even better in low grip circumstances. But
2: isn't the the Porsche like that?
1: The t- the well,
2: there's one the, that
1: the tie the tie or Taycan or whatever is fully electric. But I think there was a hybrid one. Wasn't
2: there one. a hybrid one where you can drive
1: around and? Uh no.
0: Fer- th- Ferrari has maybe it was one
1: I know there's a lot of the supercars that have hybrid setups so you can get that torque off the I line. I know that
2: Konaseg had one, right? Yep,
1: yep, Um As to the all-electric version, at this point, it's anybody's guess uh, when that will come, but uh, if all this is a little too progressive for you, fear not. Chevrolet has also said that traditional gasoline-powered Vets aren't going anywhere, at least not yet. I don't know. Do you think they're going to be making an ICE VET in 10 years? maybe. I don't know. I just don't see it. It
2: maybe might be a, like a special edition for the purist collector, edition yeah. or
1: something special order. Yeah, that's cool. Hopefully, they sent they give us some more information on it. Yeah, because there wasn't anything at CE or uh, not CES. The uh, what's SEMA? SEMA. Maybe we'll see something next year, but I don't know. I mean, what what is their... I mean, they have the Volt and the Spark and the Bolt and the Bolt, which. I seen something about they were discontinuing, I forget which one it was, but you weren't going to be able to get, they stopped making the battery packs for them. So, like, if your battery pack goes bad or if you have a warranty issue, like, you can't get it anymore. So they're just basically abandoning. And there was was life. There was only, like, 7,300 of them ever purchased. The Bolt? I don't, it was either the Bolt or the Volt, I don't remember. I think it was the Volt because it was all electric. Oh. Well, so was the Bolt. Not, there was a hybrid Bolt. But then there was an all electric bolt too.
2: Oh, okay. But the
1: Volt has always been that was their first fully electric. Right. But I think they only sold like well, according to that article, seventy mm. three hundred of them. Huh. which is not a lot.
0: No. Was that on Morning Brew that you saw that? It might have been. Is that that yeah. sounds familiar?
1: But like, that's that, and that's my fear of buying like a Rivian or an an Edison or any of these. Like, in five years, is it going to be there to get? Arts?
2: But in five years, think of all those companies and be like, hey, we have a battery pack for that.
1: Maybe, or yeah, we uh, have maybe, a yeah.
2: hopped up battery pack for yeah. that. Or we have, you know, I but mean, I, mean, I mean this it's is Chevy.
1: I, like they're and they're basically saying tough luck.
2: Well, this ain't the first time.
1: Well, not from Chevy.
2: Exactly.
1: But I mean General Motors did, you know, the E V one, but Yeah. That was, I mean, I don't know. It's just like it just seems like we're probably going to see a lot more of this, unfortunately. And if if Chevy's doing it, like hopefully the other big menu, like we don't we don't want that to happen. No. But see, so.
0: what if it was something in the pack, like whatever architecture they use in that pack, it something it could it could be a supply chain issue. Yeah. Because I see that with my medical equipment. Mm. You'll have something around for so long, but obviously you could only support it for X number of years before you can't get this one piece of the puzzle. And maybe that's part of the problem is...
1: But they can make an alternative type pack. I mean, it's Chevy for crying out loud. But is that beneficial to Chevy? No. If only
0: seventy four hundred of these. It's not. That's the.
1: That's my concern. Is like, how how many how how is this gonna like? What's the impact to other brands and other types of EVs that come out that don't sell a whole lot? Yeah, but
2: it it could also be like you know your laptop battery, you know that one cell fails, which makes the whole pack bad, and if you could have a company that would take it apart, go through that painstaking charge check process, find the one cell or the 10 cells or whatever are bad and put it back together. I mean, I guarantee you there's going to be, you know, people that are going to be taking these packs or buying these cars up cheap so they can put that pack into some other vehicle that they're working on or, use the batteries in the new pack or, I mean, there's the, yeah, it sucks that there was only that many made and then they're, they're not supporting it, but you see that all the time. I mean, Apple does it. Other places do it with, with legacy updates. I mean, and just stop.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I get it. I mean, you're going to take that risk with a lot of things, but I don't know. I thought that was weird. You,
2: you just wouldn't, I mean, a name of Chevrolet or Ford or you just wouldn't see them abandon I mean, just, just think that- if they
1: said, like, for, I mean, you know, a Malibu. Like, oh, well, we're not going to make the transmissions for that car anymore because we only sold X number of them. Like, Hopefully, third-party manufacturers would step up like you're talking about, but that's what, that's what it kind of feels like to me. Yeah. Like, if you make a car, especially from, like, Chevy, Ford, Dodge, like – Usually it's supported for a decade.
2: Yeah,
1: and now you're talking about they're pretty much abandoning.
2: When was it? When was it brought out?
1: It's been a few years. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting, and it could be just like a completely one-off type thing, but we'll see. From Freethink.com, an accidental discovery could change the world. A, dun, dun, dun. a lucky discovery could revolutionize the battery and change how we power our world. This is published on April 15th, and it says, every now and then, revolutionary technology seems to spontaneously appear out of thin air and change our world. Dynamite, penicillin, X-ray machines, and even microwaves are all examples of such, such re- revolutionary accidental Well, this year we may have heard of yet another. However, this time it's set not only to revolutionize the way we live, but potentially save our planet from looming climate change by unlocking an elusive technology, lithium sulfur batteries. Um, For decades, we've been searching for the best technology to power our modern lifestyles and enable clean technology for electric cars and other things that use batteries, laptops, cell phones, everything. Uh, For the First, the materials that are needed to build uh, a lithium-ion battery, which is what we've used traditionally for the last, I don't know, decade at least, um, like cobalt, are typically very environmentally damaging to mine. They destroy vast ecosystems and even leach out toxic chemicals Um, and, in some cases, known to use child labor. Then there's the life cycle problem. Uh, We demand quicker charge times from our devices This goes for everything from phones to cars, but as anyone with a smartphone would tell you, lithium-ion batteries can quickly lose capacity if you repeatedly charge them quickly. Mm -hmm. Battery uh, degradation is a serious worry, particularly for EV world. Secondhand EVs can sometimes be useless if the battery is spent. We were just talking about that, which will cost a small fortune to replace. Overall, this is slowing down EV adoption. It also means that electronic waste, which is already a considerable problem, Will only worsen. We were talking about battery recycling and yeah. stuff last podcast. Or was it Redwood with uh, with Redwood Redwood Materials, I believe, and what they're trying to do to help with that. So it's just going to get worse.
2: Yeah, but I also see a lot more of these companies stepping up to to do the manufacturing to recycle all this yeah. stuff because
1: include the recycling in. The, I I guarantee you, there's, the, there's going to the be the a way problem.
2: to break down these older batteries or reuse and, them. and reuse parts of them. So I mean, that that's what Tesla
1: wants to do. They want to use them for, for uh, battery storage right. once they're coming out of the cars or whatever. I mean, like
2: I was talking earlier, we were talking about the the cell phone pack or the laptop packs. You know, one battery could go bad in that, and then the whole battery pack's gone. Well, if you recycle that, somebody could take out all the batteries, test them, mm-hmm. set the good ones aside, you know, recycle the other one and and make something new out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, recycling is a big piece. Um, Another thing they talk about is the density. So lithium-ion packs are relatively energy-dense, but they're quite heavy, large, and bulky. This limits range for electric cars because the batteries are so heavy, and it makes them unfeasible for some applications like uh, a plane, for example, or even ships. Can
2: you imagine a battery pack that was half as heavy as it is And what kind of 0 to 60 times you would get. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) Um, There's also fire problems with lithium-ion batteries as damaged cells can spontaneously catch on fire and burn intensely. We've seen that happen with, they they talk about the Samsung Note 7. (laughs) RIP, man. Such uh, a good phone. Mac EV. um, And then we've seen even Tesla crashes where that's happened too. So um, this is why scientists at Drexel were looking into a brand new type of battery known as lithium sulfur.
2: This cracked me up when I was reading it. When it was like, you know, they they go into where they're checking their math and they're like checking it and rechecking oh, yeah. it and checking <laughs> it again. Because they didn't think it was right. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, it says, On the surface, lithium sulfur seems to solve all of lithium ion's problems. It uses far less ecologically harmful materials, can be cheaper to produce, can be up to three times more energy dense, meaning a lighter battery, and is far less likely to catch fire, all without compromising charge speeds. So what's the problem then? Why don't we already use those? And, well, the, the biggest problem is while lithium-ion batteries can be usable for around 2,000 charge cycles, lithium sulfur has typically been limited to only about half of that, so 1,000 charge cycles. So after a year or two of proper use, a lithium-sulfur battery is basically dead. Um, That's pretty bad. That is bad. <laughs> to solve this, the Drexel team was trying new approaches to the lithium so- to lithium sulfur by changing compounds in the battery's cathode. Their goal was to slow down the chemical reaction that creates polysulfides when the battery charges and discharges. These crystals effectively take sulfur out of the electrode and ultimately cause a massive loss of capacity. Slowing them down could make this very energy dense battery last longer. So they have a, a picture here of. What you know, sulfur looks like. I guess
2: that's the crystals. From that's the, the sulfur crystals.
1: Yeah, uh, it says sulfur pictured above is key to the uh, Drexel discovery. Well, oh, that is sulfur. A... Yeah, if it's like the raw sulfur or whatnot, maybe. But it says what they found instead was something incredible—a chemical phase of sulfur that basically stops battery degradation. They were so shocked by the discovery they had to yeah. check a hundred times to ensure they weren't misreading it. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> The chemical phase is known as monoclinic gamma phase sulfur and had only ever been observed in the lab at high temperatures, upwards of 95 degrees Celsius, 203 degrees Fahrenheit. This is the first time it has been seen at room temperature. Um, in the battery, this phase completely stops the reaction and creates a poly- that creates polysulfides. This was so effective that the scientists sent the battery through 4,000 charge cycles, so twice as many as a lithium-ion battery, mm-hmm without a drop in any capacity, which is crazy because now – it's nuts. And they, and they and it they may even – like and who then, knows how long it – how many more cycles it can And go. they weigh li- less. And they weigh less and more energy dense. Mm-hmm. So it's worth noting that their battery was three times as energy dense as lithium ion and could charge just as fast. Um, to say this is a remarkable discovery is a massive understatement, but this new phase of software also has other benefits like reducing battery expansion and increased safety margins. In other words, this battery has all of the hallmarks of the ultimate mass market battery. And the scientists found it purely by accident. (laughs) As with most accidental discoveries, they haven't figured out yet what it is that's particularly causing this. So they're trying to figure that out. Right. Um, Which, and there's going to be a lot of further testing because there could be something they're just missing. Right. when, When they put it in a real world application that, Maybe it starts blowing stuff up. Who knows? But if this is if this holds true, it could be used in billions of computers, electric cars, and all kinds of things. So, um, but it, it and it'll be worth the wait because they will weigh a third of the equivalent of lithium ion batteries and have at least twice their lifespan, if not more. So me,
2: being grown up in <clears throat> racing all the time, I mean we went to the race car track as soon as they opened and went all the way through summer and everything. So for every hundred pounds you take off a vehicle, you pick up a 10th. Hmm. So if you're dropping the battery weight by a third.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even a quarter, even that's yeah, uh, even dropping a quarter. That's the heaviest part of an EV right now. So, right. I mean, but
2: that's also one nice thing about an EV is because of the lower center of gravity yeah. and the weight because yeah, so how you does that, won't have how, rollovers how and, you know, safety safety factors of that. Right. But, I mean, Th- fit, there's 5,500. Yeah. I mean, what's your, your guys' cars? I know the – what are your guys' cars' oh, weigh? Do
0: you remember. know what yours weighs? Like 4,300 pounds, I think. Yeah. I think his is a little
1: over four. Because in
2: in the S it, it like fifty five hundred yeah, or fifty seven hundred yeah yeah so
1: so this it, it this means much faster more efficient EVs with ranges of a thousand miles will be commercially viable at similar cost to today's EVs. What's more, they would actually still be useful in ten years' time, dramatically reducing waste and increasing the EV adoption rate of EV adoption. But I mean, Musk has said, and the Tesla battery engineers have said, like they think a Tesla battery pack can get a million miles. Right. Like before, like, yes, it's going to degrade. You're going to lose range.
2: Yeah, but it's just like a solar panel.
1: But over a 10-year lifespan, you should be able to get a million plus miles. I mean, it's just like... That's a lot lot of driving. Yeah, Yeah,
2: but it's just like a solar panel because, you know, after 20 years, you only have 80% that you're still producing. Right. Well, you're still producing 80% of 100. I mean, so even if these things are... What do, you, what do you lose, 20 miles over 10 years? I mean, yeah, who cares? You,
1: that, yeah. That's saying a lot. And the coolest thing that I thought was this will enable things like short-haul flights for cargo vessels and passenger ferries. Um, they'll have the technology to allow them to go fully electric, but not having that extreme amount of weight to where, like especially for an airplane, like you, just, mm-hmm. you can't increase the weight. Um, so... And the, the price will be competitive. It'll be more environmentally friendly, easier to recycle, hopefully, and all that stuff. So, um, Yeah, and they also talk about lithium, sulfur, and other materials that make this new battery uh, are abundant all over the earth. This means we can drastically minimize uh, mining's ecological impact as well as ensure a stronger supply chain. Um, so they're looking into this breakthrough um, to make these uh, sodium, sulfur, So it says, but is isn't in the discovery. The team at Drexel are already looking into using this breakthrough to make sodium sulfur batteries. By removing the need for lithium altogether, they can make batteries even more eco-friendly and eliminate a massive supply chain bottleneck, ensuring EV adoption can continue at the breakneck speeds. Yeah, because
2: lithium still kind of, I mean, it's not as hard to get as like cobalt and everything, but. But yeah, I mean,
1: it's still not as. But there's a lot more. Sodium and sulfur are way easier to get. And. Easier to get in North America, so we don't have to get them from overseas or anything. Too. Right. Yeah, It's going to be crazy. It's like, we talk a lot about battery tech and the stuff. I mean, in the last two years, the stuff that we've talked about, you know, Tesla. Who did Tesla buy? What was that? Maxwell Technology? I mean, we haven't heard anything really come <laughs> out of that yet. Like, solid-state batteries in general, we haven't really seen much from that. Like, it's hopefully it's coming, and the battery tech will just – just explode in the next five years. hopefully. Well, I mean
2: that's that's the main thing. That's the barrier. Like that if, and charging infrastructure. It, if I could, if I could get into your your Model Three and drive the the four hundred and fifty miles that my truck can. Yeah,
1: we would have never had to ch- stop and charge. Yeah, we would never had trip. to stop and charge. And, I mean, which it We, we did go. We did go thirty minutes past where we were. Yeah, I went to, to my sister's to, house. to pick up something. And so I just was super cautious and I went ahead and charged more than I probably needed to, because again, that's the first time I've driven and had to charge. Yeah. Cause we distance. got back with what? 30%. Yeah. 29 ish percent. You, you, so I was fine. You
0: also had the elements against you. You didn't have probably the ideal weather. It was like 50 degrees. And, and, so and we had
1: four
2: out. people in the car
1: and I didn't drive long enough probably to get to the supercharger for the batteries to warm up all the way. So it took a, the you it definitely dropped the charging rate dropped off pretty quick. But I mean we were there for what, forty five, fifty minutes?
2: I don't think we were that long.
1: Yeah, we were there about fifty minutes. Were we? Because we charged from twenty percent to ninety percent in fifty minutes. Which, yeah, like it's compared to like just filling up with the thing <laughs> of gas is way different, but you know Did you sit in the car the whole
0: time or did you go get something to eat yeah. or go to the bathroom or whatever? No, we, uh, we didn't
1: but the April went into, was it a Walmart? Uh, Meijer. Uh, Meyer. But, um yeah, yeah Elizabeth was, walked watching, over to. We were watching YouTube videos. Yeah,
2: Elizabeth <laughs> walked over to Burger King, but they wouldn't let her in. They so were we they were drive
1: through only, so. Yeah.
2: What? Not enough workers, man. Oh, yeah. my
1: gosh. Yeah. It's coming. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Like, man, can you just imagine having 1,000 miles of range? Yeah. Or even 500 miles of range. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's get to 400 first.
1: Yeah, consistently. Let's break 400 first. Consistently.
0: 400 with 20 degrees outside.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And 400 for a truck and being able to, what was it, a thousand pounds in the the bed and a thousand pounds towing? That's how uh, Ford's doing theirs. Last up from which EV? Which That's one, NET. Which one is that? The, which, which one could they be talking about? I don't know. I don't think we ever had an article from them, have we? No. So from whichofyou.com, they're talking about Theon sulfur crystal batteries promised breakthrough in energy density. So we were just talking about the um, Dexler. Hmm. Or, 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 no, I forget.
2: It was a university. Drexel. Drexel. Drexel University. No, that was a
1: company. Or a company. company. So this is another uh, battery uh, tech company um, that's also working on a sulfur battery. Um, so the battery manufacturer Theon has designed lithium sulfur, sulfur cathode technology that triples the energy density and requires ninety percent less energy to produce. So, I mean, I'm sh- there's just going to be so many variants. Like, hopefully, somebody gets it right and we see some some cool battery tech coming out of there. Like, I just wonder, like, what does it take for one of these? to get purchased by Tesla or GM or Ford like like if, if it's that good you think they would be looking at that like just to buy them well think
2: about it back when we were talking about all the Maxwell technology stuff yeah it well, wasn't and two, Tesla two, bought them but two two we, later, we haven't heard nothing about exactly it. yeah
1: the it says their secret ingredient is sulfur a material available in abundance without harmful mining uh, conventional lithium-ion cells containing cathode materials that have high processing costs and high content levels of metals like nickel and cobalt, but sulfur requires much less energy to produce and is 99% <laughs> cheaper to source, according to to, to Theon. That's crazy. That's um, that's pretty dramatic. Yes. 90. What? And I I don't know if that's because of shipping or like you don't have to mine in the like yeah it didn't, didn't Yeah, you, I guess it? if you're
0: not mining you don't have all that large equipment, the man hours, to like, go yeah. into all that.
1: Mm-hmm. logistics is, it, is there is there a big weight difference between lithium and sulfur? I don't I don't know what like on the I mean a pound of each weighs the same, doesn't it? But how much do you get? <laughs> what a smart ass. <laughs> but is a pound, but that like, how much volume wise volume is, is a <laughs> pound of each that's what I mean. Yeah. Wow, man! <laughs> is he gonna make it through the beer review without us smacking know. him? And <laughs> um, it's patented production process. They also ex- that also extends the life cycle of batteries by combining mm-hmm. sulfur's crystal material properties with carbon nanotubes. See, this is this is their their Nanotech. spin on it, and proprietary solid electrolyte. Mm. Um, their next step is to ship. Its material later this year to aerospace customers as part of the qualification stage on why aerospace. Then it plans to service air taxis, drones, mobile phones, and laptops before turning to electric vehicles. So they're they're focusing on consumer electronics first. Think yeah. about the space
2: applications for this, because if you I have mean a-
1: battery better batteries are going to revolutionize right. everything, right? Including spa- especially space, especially like
2: the the International Space Station, because they have to, to have store have to energy, and- run off of solar, and yeah. you know if they can store
1: energy with a smaller pack. I or if they store? I wonder how much. They, I wouldn't think they would store a lot of energy Probably because not. they can get the solar all the time. But I would think they would store some, just in case, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, it says that we are using Mother Nature's crystals under the guidance of our patented processes to unlock sulfur's full potential as an energy carrier, said uh, Merrick Slavik, Theon co-founder and chief technical officer. Its wide abundance around the world is crucial to the material cost. The design of our highly, highly energy efficient manufacturing processes makes makes our crystals crystal batteries fully sustainable. They've hired Dr. Ulrich Heems. Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess, as its new chief executive to lead the commercialization phase of its product. So it sounds like, I mean, both when, of these are probably pretty early. When, in their, when in was
2: their, this article? I don't remember. Uh, I this was just,
1: it. Uh, it was earlier this month, or March 29th, okay. sorry. So about a month ago, exactly a month ago. Um, but it also says that, um, so this Dr. Himes sits on the board of major battery Research clusters founded by the German Ministry of Research and Education, and is a member of the European and German Battery Associations. Hmm. I mean, he said, "I joined because I'm convinced that selecting the right battery active materials and processing these materials in a way that best leverages the material's storage property will disrupt the battery industry to another level." He said,
2: "I mean that 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 is what it has been coming down to for years. Is yeah, the battery. We need a better battery. The battery
1: tech." Is more important than the hard tech. I mean, honestly, at least for the next probably eight years or so, I don't know. And it says they have sixteen pending patents um, on their process and that innovations and, and scalability. Hey, yeah, I can say it however I want. Okay, trying to be uh, trying not to read it directly, and will bring a new dimension of mobility, range, usage time, and stability. Or sustainability, rather. And they're backed by Team Global, a technology holding company investing in and starting frontier technology companies. I wonder what else they're involved in.
2: Well, I was getting ready to look that up. I wonder what
0: the <clears throat> whole patent
1: method of using Probably the way that they're combining the materials, the, the electrode, anode that they're using, the transfer technology, and like... Like they said they were using the nanotube the carbon fiber nanotube stuff. So how like where is that? Is that on the anode? Is it on the cathode? Is that on is it somewhere in between? Maybe it's on the electrode. Or electrode, yeah. What am I what I say? Anode, cathode, electrode. Yeah, what else is there?
2: The tabs. I mean, I I just Yeah. Ooh, that's fancy looking.
1: Mm, That's yeah, so Team Global, they work across five themes, mobility, clean, abundant energy, robotics, digitization, and social entrepreneurship. So pretty much everything.
2: Air taxis, air scooters, micro-mobility, and electric. What is micro-mobility?
1: That's something to do with robotics, maybe? <laughs> so it looks like that's, that's they're like an investment portfolio in there They're in Germany. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like battery tech, the the advancements in battery tech that we're going to see over this next decade are probably going to be like we've seen with computers and mobile technology over the last decade. I think that's where the big thing is going to be. Like we talked, we've talked a lot about the last year or so, even really two years about chip, the chip technology. Like you know, Apple's got their own silicone. Uh, NVIDIA's got their own silicone. Like, Google's potentially working on their own silicone. Like, everybody's doing their own silicone, all the ARM stuff. But I think battery battery tech's going to be, like, the next big tech boom.
0: I mean, could you imagine your iPhone battery if you're, if you're not a person that upgrades all the time?
1: Mm-hmm. Lasting your five phone, years? Yeah, phone yeah, lasts for five day.
0: years. You may yeah. You may not necessarily get, like, more screen on time or time between charges but right you wouldn't have you'll just be even. able to charge yeah. like normally mm-hmm. and not have to worry about being by the charger all the time or your laptop all these you know the M1 Max and Mac what do you know what the ultra yeah. whatever they're calling it now like they're power hungry so you're, hopefully you're what we don't see
1: is manufacturers just putting smaller batteries to save money uh, and, not nec- and not not stuff. necessarily giving you any more capacity. Like I'm sure some will because that'll be a feature, right? Right. But hopefully, because we've already, we've already seen it with Tesla. The new 40 the new um batteries that they're putting in the Y, the was it the 48s, what is it? 4680. 4680s I don't uh-huh. want to say 4060. The 4680s, they're already putting them in the new Ys coming out of Texas, but they're using a smaller pack. So you're not getting any more range, which saves them money. Yeah. So they could technically put the same size battery pack in there, which you would get close to probably 400 miles at that point, but it's going to cost more because they're not saving any money, which I thought those cells were half of the cost of the other ones. So mm-hmm. is this just them being greedy? Maybe. Because we're not seeing the range increase out of it like we thought we would.
2: Got to pay for Twitter somehow. It's
1: true. But I hope that we don't see that with other, like as we get new battery tech, like we say, oh, we can make your iPhone twice as thin now. Yeah. Well, no, I don't, but, I don't but want it to don't be twice as thin. But you still got to charge that. it every day. No, keep it the same size, but if I don't have to charge it, if I can only charge it every three or four days, that's more, that's more appealing to me.
2: I don't know. I'm a charge it every night person. so. It, it,
1: but if you didn't have to.
2: But I'm plugged We're just in. so used to it. I'm plugged in it when I, like on the way over here, it was yeah. plugged into my truck. But I think that's just, it that's charging, just because we've was, had
1: to. It's out of habit. Well, no, I know.
2: If I could wirelessly easily connect Apple CarPlay. Yeah. yeah. I probably wouldn't plug it in all the time.
1: Oh yeah, you gotta plug in for Apple CarPlay, that's right.
2: Well, you don't have to. You can get that little dongle thing, but
1: well
0: and hack it. When you're connected for Apple CarPlay, is that charging also?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh Yep. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what comes out of this. Hopefully we see some actually something that's viable that'll be in a product in the next two or three years. Yeah. And and you know, not seven or eight. Thanks for joining us for episode 44. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Check us out at Um, dbbshow.com. We're getting ready to do our beer review episode 11 right after this, so look out for that as well if you're interested in craft beer. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Cheers. Good night. Peace.